Great news, folks. Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. I just want to let you know that we have finally released our second book, 15 Conversations with Real Estate Millionaires. This book was written with you in mind. I wanted to capture 15 unique stories of different investors starting at different stages and doing different things. This book is just that. It's nearly 300 pages of motivation, of confirmation, and reminders that yes, you too can do this thing. Check it out on Amazon, and of course, have a great day. Good morning, everyone. How are you doing today? Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. This is your daily financial news. One of the ways I'm looking forward to helping a million people get their first or next rental property. Yes, that is now my lifetime goal, helping a million people get their first or next goal, is I'm gonna continue to do these daily financial news. Why stop now? We've been doing it for over a thousand days in a row. And as always, what we will do is we will start by congratulating one rental at a time followers for doing the work, writing the offer, and closing the deal. Rodrigo, congratulations for getting your deal. I could be wrong, but I think this is number two for you. Your card will go out in the mail today. And then Keith and Emily, congrats for getting your deal. Your card will go out. Again, if you don't know what this is, this is a contest where I am spending money just to see what the impact of one rental at a time is. Don't have to be a student, don't have to be a follower, just have to say one rental at a time helped me some way, somehow. Wrote books, five videos a day, Instagram page, all of these things. If I helped you anyway and you close a deal, let me know and I will mail you one of these. Again, Keith and Emily and Rodrigo, congratulations. Thank you for all you do. So on to the daily financial news. Where should I start? Where should I start? Uh, we'll start at the top. First article I read this morning referenced Ray Dalio. If you know anything about my channel, Ray Dalio, Warren Buffett, I am going to read those articles. Well, Ray Dalio is out once again saying basically cash is trash. Ray Dalio is saying you should not have your money in cash. You should be in a well-balanced portfolio because inflation is a tax. Inflation is eating your money. Inflation, inflation, inflation. To which I am not doing what Ray Dalio says. I uh, have on purpose raised my cash balance as high as it's ever been in 20 years. Uh, I am following Warren Buffett and Jamie Dimon. Uh, yes, I completely understand that I am losing to inflation 4 or 5%. However, I have borrowed this money at 3994 5%. And um, I am going to wait and get a deal. The beauty about real estate investing is you do the work every day like I do, like I teach, and you can write offers that make sense. Just yesterday morning, I was late. In this hot real estate market, I wrote an offer for 200K on a 270 house. How can I do that? Because yes, I have the cash or I have access to non-qualified mortgages to get the loan. Yes, non-QM lenders are a big part of writing strong offers, especially if you can't get conventional loans. So again, these are things that I'm doing. I'm looking to use my cash as strength. And yes, if you look at it on a day-by-day -day basis, Ray, I am losing out. However, I choose not to play in an overinflated crypto or stock market. Um, yes, I have missed out. 
that is okay. I will continue to invest in what I know. I will continue to invest in what moves slower. And yes, I want cash flow. So that's what I'm doing that. But yes, Ray is right. Cash is trash. Cash is being taxed by inflation, but I don't care. I'm going to get a bigger discount, right? 10, 15, 20% versus losing 4, 5, or 6%. Well, it looks like the housing slowdown is official. Case Schiller, for the first time, has reported month-on-month appreciation is lower this month than last. Always remember, please, always remember with Case Schiller, his data is old. And in in a microwave or everyday society like we are today, you should think that Case Schiller's data is ancient. Ancient. His data came out today for September. Is that right? September. Yes, September. Dude, it's December tomorrow. What are you doing? Why? How can it take that long? Get a better computer. Get some dual or quad processors, dude. How can your data be that old and still be relevant? Why are we listening to September data? It's December. But anyways, it is official. The housing slowdown. Case Schiller, 19.5%. Slightly lower than uh, August of 198 This is a housing slowdown. I believe it's continued uh, since then, but of course we won't hear about it for months to come. Again, a housing slowdown, we have started. Housing slowdown is not a crash. Yes, some some channels will choose to, uh, I don't know, somehow make this a crash. Uh, The top three cities, Phoenix, 33%. I hope all of you own real estate in Phoenix because if you did, you're crushing it. Uh, Tampa, 27.7%. Hey, if you don't own in Phoenix, maybe you own in Tampa. And what the heck, maybe you own some stuff in Miami with 25.2%. But even if you own in the three slowest markets, Chicago, Minneapolis, and Washington, D.C., still double digits. All three of those were the slowest cities in his 20-city survey, all over 10%. Not sure how anybody can call that a crash, but I'm sure some channel somewhere will. The 10-year notes are falling again. Again, fear has entered the market. I do think what we are seeing is Wall Street is dressing up their year-end books. They are getting flat. I have talked about that before. And I think what you see right now is you see retail investors who outnumber Wall Street but have smaller pieces. So, again... Uh, This is going on, and again, I think, uh, as we'll talk about later, Jerome Powell is my buddy. Uh, And if you follow one rental at a time, we all need to send Jerome Powell a Christmas card. We will get to that in a minute. Supply chain issues. Uh, One thing I love about this channel is you can go back and watch my daily financial news, and I've gotten a lot right here recently. Uh, What we have here is the supply chain for businesses, right? We talked about people. Right? We joked about people buying toilet paper. We talked about the UK buying booze because there was a fear of a shortage. Now, as expected, as I told you what would happen, businesses are double and triple and dare I say quadruple ordering. This is going to be a problem. First and foremost, it feels good today. They have more inventory. We're in a holiday season, more stuff to sell. But when this supply chain unlocks, maybe April, May, June of next year, that inventory will come. 
and we will have huge discounts. I seriously, if I was, um, if I could kind of reverse time and uh, reverse roles, right? Let's let's pretend it's 19, I don't know, when was a bad year? Like 80, 84, I think was a pretty bad year for my family, maybe 85. What I would do is I would tell my parents to move Christmas to July. This is not the time to shop. There are no discounts. Cyber Monday was a disappointment. For the first time ever, Cyber Monday this year was lower than last year. No discounts, no no must-haves, got to get, you know, no excitement, no energy. People have been shopping for Christmas for a month now, right? What this whole let's start shopping nonsense is over, right? So... Uh, what I would do if I was a family on a fixed income or didn't have a lot, I would absolutely move Christmas. I would make the family decision that we are just going to skip December 25th and we're going to make it July 25th or whatever month works for your family because you will be able to stretch your dollar for further. This year, man, it's bad, bad. Uh, and again, uh, businesses, you are going to be just like consumers. You're going to have a lot of toilet paper. Ah, it's going to be bad. Right. And of course, by toilet paper, I mean whatever they are selling. I read an article about a small uh, running running, running shoe store, running Ten, tennis shoes. Uh, usually they hold about 3,000 inventory. Right now they're about 6,000. So they've doubled the inventory. They're busting at the seams, but they feel good about it. It's because they have double and triple ordered. That does not end well. You are going to see monster discounts as they blow out inventory, but it won't be till next year. So we have six predictions about the housing market, six predictions from the housing market from different agencies and companies. Uh, how should I do this? I think I will go, I'm going to go top down. I am going to go top down. And again, these, these are all from, these are all from large, comp, uh, not really companies, large organizations who have access to data. These are not folks in their basement looking at pretty charts. So let's go. Uh, so Zillow is at the top. Frankly, if all of them that I don't trust, it would be Zillow, right? Didn't they just uh, blow up their flipping business because they overpaid? Hint, hint, don't follow Zillow. But anyways, uh, Zillow says 13.6%. This is, of course, December of 2022. So 13 months from now. Zillow, 13.6. Next, who's next? Fannie Mae. Fannie Mae says 7.9%. Again, this is national numbers, not your market, not your market. National single-family homes. Number three, uh, Freddie Mac, 7%. Next, Redfin, 3%. 3%. It is interesting that Zillow is at basically 13.5% and Redfin's at 3 that's a 10-point swing between companies that you would think have the same freaking data. That's, that's eye-opening to me. We got two more. We have CoreLogic. CoreLogic, a uh, great follow on Twitter. 1.9%. Uh, 1.9, that's kind of... It's actually far closer to nor normal, but interesting. And then... The only one of the six with a negative number, Mortgage Bankers Association, negative 2.5%. 
negative 2.5%. Um, yeah, so we go from 13.6 to negative 2.5%. I am not calling a negative number, but even if Mortgage Bankers Association is right at 2.5%, can anybody really look themselves in the mirror and say that is a crash? Really? 2.5%? Let's be clear. If it's not 20%, it's not a crash. All right, so that's what we got there. This, this was actually a very interesting article written by, For, or not by, published in Fortune uh, is where I found this one. So Fortune, yep. Uh, Barron's is actually out warning that the infrastructure bill will actually make competing for labor, specifically physical labor, um, more difficult, which should translate to higher wages. Folks, we are in a wage inflation cycle like never before. It is the oil embargo of the 70s. It's just wages, the hourly work. People are working a shift, half a shift and leaving and getting a job somewhere else for more. This is what is going on. And it's wonderful, but you have to realize there is a trickle-down effect. Inflation is not transitory. It will be with us for years. Uh, Cyber Monday, again, I mentioned this earlier. Cyber Monday fell for the first time ever. Fell 1.4% to 10.7 billion. Last year was 10.8 billion. What does this mean? Is it the death of the consumer? As some people were, I can, I know there's a couple of channels that I watch that are going to make Cyber Monday results sound like the world is ending. What has happened, folks, is people have been shopping for a month. Second, retailers did not discount anything or very much, and they certainly didn't advertise. Cyber Monday used to be the official kickoff when we were in the office. People have been home. They've been shopping for a month already. It should not be shocking that Cyber Monday was down. In addition to that, we've been told that the store shelves will be empty. So people are going and physically buying the thing, not buying online because you never know when something could be delayed. This is kind of funny. So the Dollar Tree is officially dead. Interesting. I brought this up six months ago that there's no chance that they could continue. They were the last fixed cost or fixed price retailer. Now they are selling stuff at $1.25, $1.50, and dare I say even $3 and $5. Folks, inflation is real. Inflation is nasty. And inflation hurts the poor and middle class the most. Inflation is a tax. It is a shame that the government doesn't want to talk about it because it makes them look bad, but damn, rough. Again, I would move Christmas. Inflation is so bad. And then lastly, I just want to say, Jerome Powell, I need to send you a Christmas card. Jerome Powell, you have made it very easy for real estate investors to get rich. You are now saying that this new virus has given you reason and pause and concern and blah, 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 blah. Rates low longer. Thank you, Jerome. I do not agree with your opinion. I think you should raise rates right now. I think you should taper right now. But my vote doesn't count. You never asked for my opinion. So I'm going to follow your lead. I'm going to borrow a lot more money at stupid low interest rates. And I'm going to let inflation increase the value of my assets. I'm going to let inflation increase my cash flow. Everybody who is in real estate seriously should send Jerome Powell a thank you card, maybe a Christmas card, maybe both. 
He has given us the ability to see what is going on. We don't have to agree, but you might as well use it. It's right there for you. So that's what I got for you. And again, the last thing we are seeing, inflation change behavior. So I would love to hear from you. Has inflation impacted your daily lives yet? For maybe, example, maybe you were planning a long drive to a vacation spot and you realized that gas at five sixty a gallon, yes, right next to my, or not net, right next, but my local gas station is almost $6 now, right? Has it changed your behavior? Have you had to make choices at the grocery store and instead of buying meat, you bought chicken or steak, you bought chicken? Right. Is, has inflation impacted you? Again, I shared with you several stories from my childhood where inflation was real and nasty. I know what it's like. I'm sorry. But here we go. Let's print more money. Let's, uh, let's, let's compete for labor. Let's do this. Let's do that. Lastly, if you are a um, worker at the you know, hourly worker, time to get that raise. If you get a 5% raise and a 7% inflation, you're losing. Yes, 5% feels great until you realize you have to pay your bills later. So yes, at the end of the day, I don't agree, but I got to use it. Jerome Powell, thank you very much. Take care, everyone. Have a wonderful day. Bye.